Okay. Number ocho. Number eight. Numero... Numero eighto. Quit. In French. And I, I've got to say, it is a it is a, a studio absolutely packed to the rafters with delirium at this point. Yeah. What it lacks in people, it makes up for in emotion. Because when we started this viewing of Grown Ups 2, ladies and gentlemen, we had a lounge full of people we, just ready to get involved <laughs> with a quality comedy. We had a, a full house, people fresh off the back of the 48-hour film festival, obviously all steeped in cinema. They've been bathing in the stuff the whole weekend. And I guess what they really wanted to sign off the weekend was a was sort of a uh, a celebration mm. of what we had all been working on, you know, it was to you, see a triumph of cinema. You, um, uh, Guy Montgomery, uh, my name is Tim Bat. Welcome along to the podcast, Welcome. the worst idea of all time. Guy, you floated the idea a few hours ago. You sent me a, a text message and you said to me, you said, Tim... I'm swimming in film. <laughs> Let's do the podcast tonight. I said, you're insane. Yes. Uh, we put it to the vote, and by the vote I mean our Facebook group. And, and uh, very, posit- very positive response. God, did they come back in their drives, and they said, uh, one person said, one person had a very reasonable explanation. They said, look, if you do it tonight, then that's eight I days rather than the, the regular movie. seven before you that's have right. to see it again. That really pipped my interest. I can see, I, and I can proudly say that didn't even occur to me. The reason I was so on board with doing it now was, uh, you know, it's just you don't sleep a lot during the forty-eight hour film weekend. This is my first one, so and and I guess it sort of it just blew my whole mind open. Just, for the for the uninitiated, this is a competition where you have to make a movie in two days, like write the thing. Uh, record the thing, edit the thing, the whole process in two days. That's, that's right. And so I did it, and we were just, lo- I've, well, at least, I, you know, full credit to my teammates, but I was lost the whole time. I was just completely at sea. Hmm. And sort of, it all fell apart, and then we sort of taped it back together and handed it in, and we we finished. And in and, and doing it, and then watching this movie right after that, in a sleep-deprived, vaguely delirious state, I sort of, I, I at least, I don't know if I felt empathy for the filmmakers, but I identified with, you know, what, here's the thing. what how difficult it is to piece one of these things here's, together. Here's the kicker, guy, because I saw you heading that direction. I saw you starting to empathize with the filmmakers, but the the um, issue there is, the difference is, they, despite appearances, did not make this film in a weekend. No, they I know. They had a whole hey, regular hey, schedule you know of what? shooting. I'm aware of that, but what I enjoyed was that after seven viewings, after being the, the bluest of blue, after being at, at the bottom, at the lowest possible ebb, yeah. I watched this movie yeah. with wide eyes and a childlike wonder. It was like the first time I've seen why? it, and there was a room full of strangers. That's why. They were watching it for the first time. We we were like the cool guys at the art gallery, man. We were explaining how it all goes and what, what to look for and when to enjoy it, the, 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 you know, the kinks and the turns. And it was just – it just it revitalized the whole viewing experience of Grown Ups 2 for me. And I guess – Maybe that's why I wanted to watch it so bad, is that it was an out from the misery that would have been us watching it together tomorrow morning. When it dawned upon me that you and I have become experts in a given field, when the given field is the film Grown Ups 2, I simultaneously felt elation and a deep, crushing sense of my own mortality That's and right. insignificance. Well, I mean, we do have to abide by the Grown Ups 2 code, which is, of course... Oh, oh God, the studio's falling the apart. The studio's already falling apart. This is, not, this, is not, this is not good for morale. <laughs> just leave. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'll just put, okay. I'll just put this egg card. We've lost an egg card. Over here. We've lost one of them already in anyway, a time. 
That's true. We're only four minutes in and that air curtain's gone down like a sack of potatoes. Um, look, I just got to, you know, it's just, I think it, it was exciting. Okay. The whole viewing was exciting for me. And there were, there were things that I noticed in watching it tonight, which I never noticed before. And I don't think I would have noticed without the tailing of the weekend and without yeah. the help of company in the film. Okay. Because you had to watch guys who were, and girls, Guy. who were just incredulous towards, towards, I mean, the whole movie, there's no, there's no conflict Guy. for a start. Yes. Okay, you're getting closer. What I just wanted to say is we're almost five minutes into the podcast and we start, We need to, at, at some point, reference the film that we watch, which is the whole point of this. Oh, we're not talking about that at all. No, you, you almost got close, though. You almost got close. What, to what movie we're we watching? Yeah, you, you just Have said, we actually not said what movie we watch. No, 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 you just haven't really, we haven't spoken about it whatsoever. I'm not sure if we've named the title Grown Ups 2 yet. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Um, but my point is, you know, last week I listened back to the podcast. Uh, that was a bad time. It was okay, but we didn't really talk about the film and I feel like we're straying from the objective here. So no, 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 no. Tim, because we've gone beyond just reviewing the film each week. We're now reviewing... It's not reviewing the review, but I mean, I think at least if if this podcast is going to work, which I want it to, is for us to get value out of it, we need to we need to find out what we enjoy about each viewing, mm. where each viewing takes us emotionally, mentally. Um, and, and, and for me, it's exciting that last week... Yes. I was blue, all right? Yes. I was like the bloody... The, I was like the understudy for Blue's Clues. You know, I wasn't in a very good mood. And this week, this week, I made it about, it's a 101 minute movie. I probably made it through 85 to 90 minutes of the movie before feeling any form of misery or tiredness. And that's just, I mean, how can I not want to to yell up from a rooftop? I enjoy Grown Ups too. I enjoyed it! Do you feel liberated? I I do. I feel like I'm burning my bra. Okay. Um, listen, is it too early for me to bring up the thing that I have cracked onto this week? You do what you want to do. Is it too early? Hey, you do what what you want to do. Do we want to, do we want to get into, this seems to be a segment all on its own, Tim's theory of the week. Do we want to get into that before the shining light or after the shining light? Why don't you just start now and if it's getting too heavy. All right. Listen, guys. I'm going to open a beer for this, guys. Get ready. Guys. Put, pull, pull a seat up next to the fire because Tim Bat's about to lay it down real heavy. Guys, listen up real quick. Here's the thing. I have a theory 
that the movie Grown Ups 2 was made with half of a script. And it's not as silly as it sounds. So here's... Where should I go first? Okay, first I'll put out the theory and then I'll try and back it up why, with evidence. No, why why, you, why don't you start off with the origins of the theory? When did it occur? Oh, okay, this okay, might yeah, be yeah, a thing. Yeah, that's a good idea, good idea. It's a good thing you're here, Guy. So, um, <laughs> thanks. Tim. Guy and I, uh, which fans of the podcast will remember, did you crack one up for me? Could you do that? Yeah, you thank you. Um, Guy and I uh, uh, got to the point after about viewing number three or four where we were like, okay, what we need to know are the checkpoints, so the, the good funny bits to look out for, and also the midway points, so we know when we're coming down the other side of the mountain. So we figured out when the um, 50% point of the film is, where the absolute halfway point is, right? And it happens to be at the scene where Greg, Adam Sandler's son, uh, both in one scene, it's, it's a whirlwind of scene, he sets himself up to be one of the greatest kickers in, in gridiron history. And then Certainly Adam Sandler, in, the, in the history of the high school. Yeah, and then Adam Sandler breaks his leg, um, thus taking away any ability to kind of foster that talent, turn it into something that could be, you know, career building. It, it's sort, yeah, it's... it's the whole scene in scale is so epic. It's sort of like the whole movie. And, it, I mean, it, per- it makes perfect logical sense that it's in the middle of the movie. Well, it does, except the scene structured the way it is makes no sense because they set up a huge thing, and that is Adam Sandler's son is amazing at, f- at one particular aspect of football, at gridiron. But he's and been then, craving this the whole first half of the movie. Yeah, but Adam Sandler has? No, his son. Oh, okay. Well, they, he, but they don't set it up. It just appears. Well, they mention it once. <laughs> which in, 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 in the world of the takes. movie is, is all a pretty big setup. So anyway, they kind of set this thing up and then destroy it all in one. And I've actually referenced that before. I've talked about it with Guy. I think I've brought it up on the podcast several times, and it never made sense to me until today. So here's what I think has happened. It was too coincidental that the scene that sets something up and then wraps up in one scene happened to be at the the halfway point of the film. It's too coincidental. It's got to mean something. So I started thinking to myself, what could it mean? And then I started working my way backwards as I was watching the rest of the movie go forwards. And it occurred to me that what I think has happened is they've set out to make Grown Ups 2 where they wrote 50% of the script up to the halfway point that we watch. And when they got to that point, they started just working their way from the script midway point backwards towards the start again. That's right. And I tell you what, guys, if anyone in this room, which involves Tim Bat, me, Guy Montgomery, and yourself, who would be sceptical about Tim Bat's conspiracy theory, it's me. It's Guy Montgomery. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, totally. All right? And Tim Bat fired this out at me halfway through the film, and I thought to myself... This is just Tim Bat going off on one of his crazy tangents. And I made a lot of comments tonight that didn't of, have a lot that's of That's right. And he was stuff. firing shit out left, right and centre. But yeah. this one this one had a little it had a little something else. It had a little sort of accuracy. It had a little and more gusto. As we me. moved through the second half of the movie, we were hitting checkpoints that we'd hit on the way to the midpoint yeah. all along. So, okay, fuck. I know I should have taken notes here, but I, I would try and think of some examples. So, like... Fuck. Um, it's, it's, it's the introduction of characters. Yeah. And because what happens in this movie is they introduce a character or, 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 or a sort of a story thread very vaguely, and they'll just do it in passing. And then 
it's almost like they feel like that because of doing that, that at some point they have to reference every, because they set up like a million different scenarios and they feel like in the movie that at some point they have to cross off just to reference that they remember they wrote that into the script at the beginning, that they have to cross off that this happens. And well, it's also because it's a film and you as an audience member have gone, oh yeah, that thing I'm no, remembering. There's no in payoff in any of these setups. No, I know, but like you don't know There's no know conflict that. in this movie. But you don't know that going in because you figure it's going to be like well, any did, other film where yeah, there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. beginning, a middle, and so. end. There's a setup. There's Resolution. I'm going, yeah, I'm just going. I'm, I was speaking from the perspective of the uh, view of grown-ups too. Right. So it, if I, all right, now I, you you got to start talking because I'm losing my Jesus, mind. Jesus, I, I hear you, but I'm with you. But I think no one else is. So okay. So I'll try and think of some examples. Right. Um, okay. John Lovitz is an example, but I can't remember how. Oh, the slapping of the ass seems to happen at the same time no, at see, the start of the movie during the yoga lesson. As it does at the end. But see, that's too specific. What you need is the yeah. br- broader, bigger oh. bigger sort of film moments oh, that are easily identifiable. I, I mean, is this maybe something... Seeing as we we're not gonna we're not gonna we're gonna struggle to remember it. We can yeah. just, we've just opened this, okay. We've Listen, opened Pandora's box. Much we're like, leave gro- it open much for a like week. grown-ups too, we've opened a thread. We will not close it right now, but just keep it in I your head. You and remember the excitement with which we spoke about it. Now, I'll tell you what I did do, folks. I wrote down a couple of notes on a pizza box. I'm just going to find that because it's somewhere in the lounge. Pad from you guys. Uh, that's right. Tim Bat has now walked across the lounge, picked up the pizza box, and he's sitting back down. So Good padding. Thank you. It was terrible. So what I noticed about the film this week is that it's not funny, but it's not unfunny enough to be artistic a la The Room. You know that movie, The no, Room, I, where I mean, it's the quintessential absolutely. example that's so bad, See, it's good? I would like to talk about your noticing of this mm. this evening, because... I mean, surely in the seven previous viewings, we would have understood that this movie is not funny. In a, it's not funny, but it's not funny in a way which makes it funny. It's just outright boring and unfunny. Yeah. I think this this isn't necessarily relative to your statement, but this is what gets me excited about the podcast and about Please. tonight's viewing experience is that this is a direct response to watching the movie with other people. And that, because I know I found myself noticing with this movie a lot of things I noticed in the first the first time I watched it. Just like, slow down your speech. Everyone's in your mouth. Everyone's Can you enunciate. A everyone's. Little? I'm trying to enunciate, Tim. I'm excited. I'm okay. sorry if if you're struggling to understand me. That's I, your problem. Listen, people are trying to hear what you have to say. You what you have to say is of value, guy. And I just want to make sure everyone can hear it. It so is important. Let's just slow your speech okay. a little bit and open that mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. Diction. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Do you want to hear a dirty version of that? Yeah. I'm trying to remember how it goes. Me and Matt made it up once. The pink pulsating pussy is penetrated by the purple penis. The The pink pink pulsating pulsating pussy pussy is penetrated penetrated by the purple penis. penis. That's not bad. Anyway, what I was saying is that I was noticing a lot of things in the movie tonight, which I noticed in the first viewing, like like just the simple stuff, like setting up all this ridiculous large physical humor, mm. and then just that's how you'd end a scene. If it wasn't working, just end the scene, introduce a new character, don't worry about it. Or the fact that everyone in the city is really mean to each other. All of the interactions that the characters have involve put-downs, and it's presented in a way that you think, oh, it's okay, this is just how they interact. It's like a friendly banter. But there's nothing positive. It's all people being mean to each other. 
So I was noticing this stuff tonight, and mm-hmm. it felt the same as when I noticed it in our first viewing. When I was like, "Oh right, I see why are we saying. watching this movie? This yeah. is so stupid." So it was like you're exposed and to then, it for the first well, time. I feel like you noticing that this movie is not funny in an unartistic way yeah, tonight yeah. Yeah. is the same recognition you would have had in one of the first two viewings. And this is yeah. a credit to having these different people watch the movie with us. I yeah. feel like. What we should do is, I mean, some weeks, maybe every fifth week or tenth week, yeah. we get someone to watch the movie with us so that we can experience like that, that. that sort of giddy sensation. I like of that idea. Being the expert, you know. Plus, we just need something to look forward we to, get, to be honest that's, with you. That's, that's, I mean, and that's, that's, I guess that's more, that other stuff was just a load of baloney. I was mm. trying to crowbar into the fact that we need something to make this doable. Shining Light, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about a part of Grown Ups 2 that we enjoyed on this particular week's viewing. I would like, I'm not sure if we have used it as a Shining Light before, but I would like to use the tyre action sequence as my Shining Mm -hmm. Light. Any objections? This is one of the rules of the Shining Light. You can't object to Shining Light, Tim. Uh, why, Why tonight did you particularly enjoy that? Well, I'm not sure what drew me to it tonight. I feel like I was watching a lot of the film with fresh new eyes, like a baby. And there was just, there's there's so many gags within the gag in the tyre scene. This is, of course, when Higgins enters a massive tyre while they're at Kevin James's auto shop. And then they're supposed to be rolling the tire between each other, just messing with Higgins a little bit. But Adam Sandler gets a call on his cell phone. So when the tire rolls toward him, he walks away accidentally and lets the tire roll down a hill. And all of a sudden, all manner of mayhem is breaking loose. And the tire with Higgins inside of it Not is going all across the right, countryside. It, it rolls through the whole city and everyone in the city notices it because they're all doing some activity out of the house. It, 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 there's, do you know what? why it's a shining light for me actually that moment? Because of how it's shot. It's shot like a Simpsons couch gag. There's something so sweeping and all-encompassing about like we've got to get yeah. all of the city we've already seen and every character you've already been exposed Absolutely. to in this scene. Cartoonish. Yeah, totally so, cartoonish. And this this is another thing which comes back to the 48-hour film festival. Just, or just the involvement in making a movie this weekend and then watching it after being sleep to bright deprived mm-hmm. for two nights yes. and coming in strung out yeah. is that like the movie and there's a problem with a lot of Hollywood movies the movie is actually shot you look at it you know because I, I, I credit the fact that our movie looked okay at all this weekend to the fact we had a really good cameraman but this movie was shot in a way which looks really good and yeah. this isn't common in so many Hollywood movies now you can mask how terrible the movie is with their high production values and yeah. that was one of those scenes which was like you it was just uh, everything looked fucking superb. Oh, totally! Look, absolutely fan fucking tastic. You've got tracking shots that are just like perfectly square and even. I mean, like every character's featured in there, and they all look great. The color palette's dead on. I mean, Christ, high def. How how yeah. how high def do you want it? Um, we're watching a 1080p bloody version of the film every single week. On a lovely, on a lovely LG. Is that a plasma? This is LCD. You can't get a plasma that thin, mate. And do you want to know something about that TV that we watch on every week? That's 3D, brother. If we had a Blu-ray that was in 3D of Grown Ups 2, we've got the glasses and the technology that we could watch it in 3D. You know, I wonder if they made Grown Ups 2 in 3D. Fuck, I hope I so. I tell you what, though, that's like a good tire. name. It's a good name for a sequel, isn't it? Grown Ups 3D. <laughs> Who's not going to check that out? It would be. <laughs> Who's not going to be like, well, I tell you what, Grown Ups 2 was pretty good in 2D. 
Can you imagine how how deep and and the breadth of the characters in a three D version of this movie? I had a couple of options this weekend. There was a new film out from the director of Twelve Years a Slave. Avatar Two had just been released, but then I saw Grown Ups three D, and I thought to myself, "Yeah, I am going to treat myself this weekend." I went up to the counter. I bought a ticket to the IMAX viewing at eight thirty on a cheap Tuesday. I bought a large popcorn and a large frozen Coke and a chalk top with nuts. You want to know something silly? We were in the cinema where you get room service to your seat. That's right. Tim got a pizza and I had all that stuff I just bought before, so I didn't I didn't order anything. I was full up, man. And do you want to know the surprising thing? Everyone went in there a little bit cynical. Everyone thought, oh, yeah, we're going to That's ironically right. see this film. Genuine giggles in that. Yeah, absolutely. Genuine giggles in the When session. it went dark, Tim and I yelled out, give it a chance. And I feel like it really impacted the other people in our, in our room service movie theatre. Because the thing is, not everyone's seen Grown Ups 2, the prequel to the film we just saw 52 times in a row. But you want to know something? Me and Guy have. That's right. That's Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This has got, this is, we have to lobby Hollywood that Grown Ups 3D must be released. Must. The, the day after we do our 52nd podcast. Oh, God, yes. Can you imagine the satisfaction? Oh, my giddy aunt. I can't, you know, people sort of go Let there. me ask you something. People wander through life, Tim, without having anything that lends purpose. Grown Ups 3D being released the day after we watch Grown Ups 2 52 times is the sort of satisfaction that only sort of your greats, your Albert Einsteins, your Edmund Hillary's, people who have really achieved something, they're the only ones who would feel that level of satisfaction, surely. Let me ask you a question, internet podcast listener. How much would you pay for Grown Ups 3D? Because... If it gets made, do you know how many times me and Guy are going to watch it? Not 52, 104. Oh, get that I'm doubling down, bitches. We should start a Kickstarter to fund Grown Ups 3D. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. 
That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. I imagine well, here's, that here's what I want two you to do. young bucks from New Zealand started Kickstarter to fund a movie that has already got guaranteed funding, surely. Well, if Kmart's got any sniff of the production Tell coming what, up. The only hole in our otherwise perfect plan yes. is that Hollywood might think that we look a little cynical. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's no doubt in my mind we can raise the money to make this movie. Yeah. Is whether or not Hollywood is willing to sign on for what will obviously be a cynical 104 weeks of bad business. For no, those. because here's the thing, guy. A cynical dollar is the equivalent to a non-cynical dollar in U.S. Uh, currency. It's a dollar. So a dollar's a dollar's is, a dollar. A dollar is a dollar is a dollar. If people go to see the movie that we lobbied to get made on Twitter because we hate the prequel so much, then this is totally, pla- this is totally plausible, to by the way. This is totally realistic. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go online and get on Twitter and with the hashtag GrownUps3D, just throw a price out there. And the price is the US dollar amount that you are willing to contribute to get this production off the ground. I would like you to do it now. No one will understand the message you've just sent out. But you've just put out for some reason $27, hashtag GrownUps3D. What the fuck's that about? No one knows. I tell you what. This, this but we all know. Let's get plot the internet. I mean, what have we got? We've probably got 10, 20, maybe 30 listeners. Tim and I retweet that. That's, I mean, do you get the value of the hashtag twice? I think that's how it works. I mean, think of that. That's, that's how Twitter works. That's 30 hashtag. That's $60? I mean, this is. Is it a dollar per. If, well, is that how the thing goes? It depends on how much people pledge. You get about a dollar per person, though, right? Like, roughly. So if we both yeah, retweet it, it, all it takes that's is sixty, and then if they all retweet, <laughs> I don't think the money amplifies in value. I just think the does hashtag. that go to thirty six hundred dollars? Have I done the math on that right? Or th- you know what, Tim? How many dollars do we get from everyone retweeting with the hashtag grownups three D? Even I'm lost now. I think it's about four grand. Hey, I think. Hey. Should we just call it off? Grown-ups 3D with this podcast. This is definitely not Grown-ups 3D. Just this podcast. This episode or the whole series? This episode. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you along for the ride. Um, listen, I know that we promised you, Tanya, an interview with Ice Cream Scoop Girl. But you got a pretty weird podcast instead. But here's what we're going to do with the remaining 90 seconds with the podcast. Very early on in this series, we promised to dig into the slogan, What? what? We've never explored it That's in right. any depth, okay. so we're going to do it briefly now. I'm gonna, I'll come in with a quick inter- overview. 
So he goes Tim Meadows From Saturday Night Live fame Is introduced to the movie In the 15 minute infomercial That takes place for Kmart And he goes You know the guys come in and they bully him Because everyone in the city is mean to each other And every time they say a mean insult to him He goes Whoop Yeah so they're all stand up comedians Everyone's got their gag Everyone's got They're not stand up comedians in this movie I can tell you Anyways he says what Eventually, his son, Bumdy, is introduced, who also uses the catchphrase, what? At the party at the end of the movie, his wife is introduced, who also uses the catchphrase, what? At one point at the party, all three members of the family use their horrible catchphrase, what? Um, so let's give an example. Let's let's structure a joke like they would in Grown Ups 2, where Tim Meadows is in one of the okay, scenes. Okay. So, hey, Tim Bat. Who's Tim Meadows in this? You are, but okay. We'll, we'll, okay, cool. So you throw something. Okay, okay. so let's do it. I'll be Tim Meadows. Okay, Mister Meadows, your face looks stupid. Okay, do you know what? I don't think you're quite getting the structure of how they've done it in the movie. So you're going to be Tim Meadows, okay? Okay. Um, hey guy, nice mustache. Would you steal that off a pedophile? What? Yeah, that's, that's how, how the joke works. That's right. Anyway. Just for no apparent reason, other than the only thing this movie is missing is a catchphrase. Yeah. Is this is that introduced- is it though. You've got it in one, bro. That's all it is. They've gone, do you know what sells t-shirts? A fucking catchphrase. Do you so know we'll what would be a sick, in. ironic t-shirt that would sell really well on Vintage Marketplace in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York City? Please tell me. Is a t-shirt with a picture of Tim Meadows' face as that character... And what written underneath it? Oh my it. god! I pay We've some got to get serious. The t-shirts made, man, that, dude. That could be a Kickstarter. Hand on heart, I would pay two hundred and fifty dollars for okay. a t-shirt. Now someone's going to make it and charge you that. What we should do is ask. We should like just, wait. We should make them. We should yeah. We should ask. We should do a Kickstarter. Raise the money to make a what t-shirt. Uh, look, is it, we, there's so much, obviously we've completely fucking flown off the handle in here right now. Um, I blame Ant Timpson. I, I blame yeah. the 48 hour film competition. I tell you what, it's been an absolute, the studio's falling apart. It's been a good time this week. Uh, and guess what? Eight more days till we have to watch the movie. That feels oh, pretty good. I'm giving you yeah. a hug in celebration of that. We're it's hugging right now. News. I'm Guy Montgomery. I'm Tim Bat. And this is the worst idea of all time. Catch you next week with special guest Tanya Akim as Ice Cream Scoop Girl. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.